0: With Lunchables, you can... Build a cracker stacker as high as the moon. Or eat a cheese rocket that crashes into your room. You can eat a bus on your way to school. You can eat a race car that runs on pizza fuel. Race down a mountain on your pretzel skis. Shred a good like it's made of cheese. Build a ham time machine and Gina meet a wooly mammoth. Build yourself an island and eat a pizza hammock. If you can build it, you can eat it.
1: Lunchables,
0: built to be eaten. Welcome back to the sesh. I'm Kendall Ray. I'm Janelle. Welcome to episode 11. We're super stoked to have you here because today we're doing a spooky sesh. Yes, spooky gonna get sesh. Creepy. Really excited about this one. We wanted to bring Halloween into the sesh world somehow, but not, you know, in a way that's typical, like mile higher, your channel or lights out mm-hmm. where it's like really intense and really dark. Yeah. So we're going to be telling like old spooky stories from history that are true, supposedly. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It shouldn't get too scary, No, but it'll be, it'll definitely give you a little spook. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nothing as dark as we normally cover. They're not really crimes either.
0: No, not, mine I mean, are. one of mine is, but eh, not in like a typical way we would cover crime at all. <laughs> mm. but,
1: <laughs> but we know you like guys love this type of stuff. Obviously, we know most of our audience comes from Mile Higher mm. or my channel. So you definitely, you know, you're not new to this type of content at all. Exactly. So also next week, we are going to be doing another spooky sesh. And we wanted to do something interactive with you guys that we've been thinking about doing for a while. But you know, with quarantine and everything this year, Halloween is going to be pretty lame for most people. I don't know how many people are even dressing up or Mm -hmm. carving pumpkins because I don't think there'll be trick or treaters.
0: Yeah. I don't know if there's trick or treaters. I have no idea if that's like a thing or if it depends on where you live. I'm sure some people are still going to go out and do it. Um, But I think overall the, vibe of Halloween is definitely different. You can't deny that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So
0: we wanted to give you guys a
1: reason to want to dress up or Mm -hmm. maybe carve a pumpkin and bring Mm -hmm. a little fun into your life. So we're going to host a little contest and we wanted to rank your pumpkins, your Halloween costumes, and your dog costumes. Or pet costumes. Cats are invited.
0: Or other pets too, like a bunny perhaps. That's true. Yeah.
1: All pets allowed. (laughs) Animal costumes. So there'll be three winners, one for each category, and we want you guys to submit these on social media. So either Twitter or Instagram, Mm -hmm. we're not on Facebook. Sorry, it's a cesspool. I don't want to go on there. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to do Instagram and Twitter using a hashtag, hashtag spooky sesh. Mm -hmm. You can submit and we'll be able to figure out, you know, which contest you're submitting for based on the picture. Yes, And they can be anything, you know, it would be cool to have it. Maybe mile higher themed or sesh themed or true crime themed or just Halloween themed. I mean, whatever you want to do, sky's the limit. But we're going to be voting on our favorite pumpkin carving of the year, our favorite dog costume and human costume.
0: And if for some reason you're not, you know, dressing up this year, but you had a costume in the past years that where you're like, oh, my God, that's so good. I really want to show it. Like, obviously, you can submit your old ones, too. Cause yeah. we know that not everyone is like going full on costume hunting and shopping this year and stuff. Mm-hmm. So preferred this year. Yeah, yeah, and if you preferred. can prove that it's this year, bonus points, <laughs> just, you dress up like 2020, just a <laughs> pile of shit. Dude, that would be good. Honestly, a 2020
1: costume would be pretty good.
0: Wow. You look like trash. What are you for Halloween? <laughs> 2020,
1: <laughs> honestly, not a bad idea. So yeah, more creative, the better, funny, scary, anything you want. Uh, Just have fun with it and you can submit by posting it to Twitter or Instagram with hashtag, hashtag hashtag, hashtag, spooky sesh which is you know s-p-o-o-k-y-s-e-s-h just to make Ooh. sure no one is confused yes also you can tag us at the underscore sesh podcast on instagram and twitter that that way we can see it um and if you actually tag us on instagram that will be the easiest but if you use the hashtag at the very least we'll be able to find it yes uh, so yeah and also you must be following our social media to enter yeah follow just us on social media and of course, we have some little prizes. Uh, we don't have merch yet, which we wanted to give away. Merch. We're still working on oh, merch. Okay, which, we're... by the
0: way, the ideas we have are fucking cute, yes. y'all. I'm just telling you, it's gonna be real yes. exciting. And when I want to know what you guys uh, have as far yeah. as merch ideas. What do you want to see? What would you rep the most mm-hmm. for Sesh uh, attire, if
1: you will? Yeah, we're working on our first drop, so let us know about that. But since we don't have merch yet, we're gonna just be doing three Starbucks gift cards for twenty five a piece. And hopefully that's you, you know you can get some fall drinks.
0: Get yourself a PSL, everybody. I'll <laughs> get your PSL.
1: <laughs> I don't. I have not had a PSL this year. Have you?
0: Fuck no. I don't drink those. Are gross. They're
1: disgusting.
0: I'm just a like espresso over the ice type of bitch. I am with some too. Sweet Keep it cream. cream. Simple. Yeah. yeah
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's it. I like a little salted caramel though. For oh, fall. tapping into
0: that. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more into the caramel, apples, like cinnamon yeah. shit rather than like the pumpkin. Agree.
1: I'm not a big pumpkin person.
0: Yeah. I like, yeah, I like pumpkin bread and pumpkin pie. That's it. I don't need to be drinking it. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway,
1: let's go ahead and get into our spicy topics of the week. Spicy. Yes. We have some spicy things going on, you guys. There's There's been a few things. Yeah, there
0: has. Starting with Vanessa Hudgens is in the news because she's facing backlash after posting a photo in a cemetery. Now, mm. this is this is kind of interesting because she's certainly not the first one to do this. Um, certainly not but I guess back on the 10th of October so like a few days ago when we're recording this um, the actor shared photos of herself posing in New York's sleepy hollow cemetery while wearing black vest a matching shirt she's like all in black you know black tights Mm -hmm. um, black gloves a face mask of course and she kind of has this pose where she's like I don't know, it's not like a serious pose by any means. Um I'll throw it up on the screen, but it's kind of, you know, lighthearted and she's like kind of she's looks flipping like she's her like, hair. yeah, flipping her hair <laughs> and the um, caption says happy place and people were really pissed off about this. Mm. Um like immediately she started getting comments saying like why would you pose in the cemetery of a, you know, quote happy place. Um someone was like am I the only one that finds this disrespectful? Someone said your happy place is a Uh, burial place for someone's loved ones someone's sad place that's dark it is dark but that is reality for some people
1: i know several people i've heard of several people that like cemeteries like to hang out there personally it gives me the creeps yeah but sometimes there are really beautiful historical cemeteries yeah
0: and that's what she kind of made the um Argument is, I guess, afterwards she changed it to like searching for a headless horseman instead of my happy place. But then people Mm. were still mad. So then she ended up commenting and being like, I buried my father in a cemetery. I love cemeteries, they're beautiful, especially that one. It's historical and I love history. And if you look at Mm -hmm. like the hashtag on Instagram, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, the one that she went to, it's been used more than 10,000 times. And there's a fuck ton of pictures of like girls, especially like dressed up as witches Mm -hmm. and shit and doing like full on photo shoots in there. So it's definitely not the first time that that has happened. But people are very mad about it.
1: Well, I think what people are really mad about and what she's missing is the taking pictures of it. You know, it's like one thing to... Be into cemeteries and like to hang out there. It's another it's another thing to do a bunch of photos, and that's what I think people are mad mm-hmm. that she's posting it to social media. However, I don't know how I feel about it personally. I have taken a photo, I guess, in a cemetery, in um, a really old one from when I was in Scotland. It was beautiful, and I think i posted it to instagram i don't know if there were i was in a cemetery but they may not have actually been in the background the uh-huh. tombstones sure do you remember i can't remember. i don't know but i didn't get any backlash for that and i think a lot of people take pictures in these places i mean they are historical a lot of them are beautiful and if you're into that
0: creepy vibe i mean like i said to me i think death can be beautiful yeah i remember you speaking that on our uh-huh. previous episode about like death and dying and what happens after us if you haven't seen it, i'll link it below It's a good one. Check it out. But yeah, you Mm -hmm. mentioned a lot about how, you know, there's something to be said about living your full life and being honored once you leave. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what they're doing. But I mean, if you look, like I said, like if you look at the hashtag Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, there's like straight up girls like in witch costumes like
1: posing. See, that's what gets me when they're trying to make it like a Halloween thing. Mm -hmm. Would they do this if this was the, like a new graveyard, you know, oh, last 50 point. years, would you pose next to a child's grave right. that just died of cancer three right. years ago? Right. That's, I mean, how old does something have to be for us to be so removed from it that we think it's okay to use it as a prop? Yeah. Cause it is someone's final resting place. Sure. So I totally get the argument for that being distasteful, especially taking pictures of it. And and the whole black outfit and posing and flipping your hair. Like, I see where she went wrong. Mm -hmm. I think you can maybe take a picture like this, especially if you're by a loved one's grave. Yeah. um, You know, or if you're just sitting there normal and posing Uh and it's more of like, check out where I am, this cool historical place. But using it as a prop and
0: prancing around in a black outfit, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm a little like having a full on photo shoot for your Instagram. Yeah. Is that what the purpose of these historical cemeteries are for?
1: No, That's I don't not know the purpose, but I, yeah, I can see how people are really mixed on this because mm-hmm. I can see how she didn't have bad intent. It's not like she wanted to exploit
0: them. Right. I can also see the offense though. Sure. Absolutely. Well, she's certainly not the first celebrity to do it either. Back in 2018, Katherine Heigl actually um, went to a cemetery in Buffalo, New York. Buffalo? Buffalo. <laughs> in buffalo.
1: Jesus.
0: In buffalo, New York. Um, and I guess she was visiting her grandparents and all, as well as um, her brother's grave. And really she took... Me. <laughs> she's, Kendall really can't get over the I buffalo. Can't. That was really funny. <laughs>
1: okay, but she went to her grandparents' and brother's grave, Yeah, right?
0: And she started taking like a bunch of pictures and hers were like, I feel like really obnoxious if you wanna yeah. you know, if you think that <laughs> finesses were annoying. Like hers were straight up like mocking it almost and yeah. people were pissed um off at that. But I guess later <laughs> she posted an IG Instagram um mm-hmm. like video being like, Look, I'm really sorry. I, yeah. I didn't realize how disrespectful it is. I obviously can understand how, you know, bad that is and
1: Yeah, that was a bad look for her. Yeah. But she clearly, you know, she realized it quick. She removed them all really fast. Yeah. And I remember she made a video. I remember when all that happened. I really like Katherine Heigl. Yeah, me too. I um, like her a lot. I don't think she would have intentionally done anything, but it was super, super disrespectful. The way she's yeah. posing with them, like, <laughs> that's so bad. It's so, so bad. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's something that people, we should not normalize yeah. doing photo shoots in no. graveyards for fun and music. And taking them my props. prom
0: pictures next to my dead grandpa, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I don't think we should head down that road. So I don't, I think it's good that Vanessa got a little. We'll push, push back, back yeah that. for yeah. sure nothing okay. that she needs to be like forever canceled over but, no. uh yeah not not super good look um but yeah so the next story this has been very uh viral on mm-hmm. the youtubes mm-hmm. in the youtube world if you follow youtube or beauty youtube at all you probably have heard of this maybe i don't know how big it's not as big as like the Tati James Of course thing. not. Nothing
0: is as big as that. <sighs> Dramageddon is yeah, the change forever.
1: It makes me so tired. So this week, Glam and Gore is in the news um, because this girl, which if you don't know Glam and Gore... I didn't really know her, to be honest. I've never seen her videos. I knew of her. I knew she existed, but I've never seen it.
0: No, I've never watched any of her videos or anything.
1: So I have no personal opinion on her at all. This was kind of my intro to her, so that's not great. Um,
0: (laughs) This girl named
1: Spanky or she, well, I'm not sure what her first name is actually. She goes by Spanky. But then her YouTube channel is named Swoop. It was Spanky and now it's Swoop. Swoop. She made another one right she had the spanky channel originally and then i believe something happened with that some glitch or something yes, and then she they made said this like one.
0: she hit a certain amount of subscribers and then all of a sudden she like couldn't gain more subscribers and had to delete her like, channel got and start over duck or something i was like if that <laughs> happened to that's insane me not well like if it happened to the sesh or like your channel or something i was so fucking mad oh yeah. my
1: god i think she was and i think that was a pretty big thing when she made another channel and she got a bunch of new subscribers anything anyway that's totally irrelevant to the story <laughs> <laughs> but she recently it made a video and she basically exposed glam and gore which her name is mikey Mm -hmm. i don't know her last name i don't know um but she said that she displayed microaggressions towards her and towards the lgbtqia community and just has been i mean accused her of several different things and i'll just kind of go off memory i did watch spanky's video and i think that if you're curious about the situation you should watch her video because i think she can explain it obviously so much better than us yeah
0: well also we're two white women so we cannot Mm -hmm. even remotely pretend to feel like we know what the fuck she's going through banky is um a black woman i'm not sure if you guys you know for those who haven't seen her um so that's kind of why this whole thing started with because she was friends with glam and gore and she had said that you know throughout their friendship she had experienced some microaggressions and racism towards herself you know and then she also saw it happening to other folks as well
1: Mm -hmm. and she's just been staying silent about it but she recently was very frustrated with mikey because she has been super active when it comes to blm and publicly speaking up about politics and stuff and it's kind of become kind of a social justice tweeter Mm -hmm. uh, or instagrammer so she was feeling frustrated that behind the scenes she wasn't feeling supported as her black friend right and Um, was concerned about some of the other things that she was saying about other communities as well. And also, I want to make it clear that we are not a drama podcast in any way. We do not want to talk about people's personal issues. The only reason we are talking about this is because there are several important aspects to this that should be discussed. Yeah. Aside from, you know, her as a person, her actions need to be looked at. We need to talk about them. And, you know, I know a lot of people think that this is just internet drama, but Mm -hmm. I think it's much bigger than that, especially Mm -hmm. what was said. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very important. And of course, when a black woman speaks about her experience, we all need to listen. It's not yeah. our place to tell her
0: whether or not she's a valid for yeah. speaking out or not.
1: Right. Or whether she should have. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I th- I think it makes sense. And she said that she did try to do this behind the scenes before she brought it to the internet. She wrote this whole explanation in the description box of her video that explains I had tried to tell her several times she explains it like there's paragraphs mm. of all the things she did. She just didn't talk about it in the video because she was already going on for like an hour yeah. or so.
0: Well, the way that the video was presented was very, I thought like in a professional way, in a way that was like, I'm just letting you guys know this because I feel like, you know, we as, you know, viewers deserve to understand really who this person is. And mm. obviously the current events that are happening in our world right now, it's, it's absolutely unacceptable to not call out racism yeah Um, and so i don't think she was doing it to like add to the the tea community or to you know get a quick viral video out or something Mm -hmm. like that like it seemed like it was very well thought out and it was with the intention of not just trying to like get views or like yeah. clickbait or I don't think like so that.
1: either. I think it's a much bigger issue than that. Yeah. And in fact, she explains why she felt the need to publicly speak out. And we're gonna play a clip from her because she can say it so much better than us. Mm-hmm. This is not some petty personal problem. This is something that is much, much bigger than me. This
0: is an ongoing problem that oppresses all of us. I, I think what's most insidious are the microaggressions that happen behind closed doors and are not brought to
1: light. If we do not address these behaviors, then we will not evolve to a place of equality for all of us. All right. So a lot of you are probably wondering what did she actually do? What is Spanky upset about if you haven't seen the video? So it starts back in 2014. She did a Rihanna inspired makeup look where she showed yourself or she showed people how to make it look like you were covered in bruises. Mm -hmm. Really, really distasteful.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That like really drives me crazy. Yeah, I just don't understand why you would do that the only the only thing that I could kind of make sense is if like you yourself are a survivor of abuse and you have decided to make art out of it yourself and like talk about your own experience maybe but like someone else's I just Mm I don't know i think that's just i see what you're
1: saying if you were to make a look like that inspired by yourself yeah,
0: inspired by yourself you know for whatever the like Mm -hmm. you know when you when it's your own story i feel like you can kind of do whatever you want with it because it's your own experience but when it's someone else's like what the Mm -hmm. fuck i'm sorry like that's just so tasteless yeah
1: oh yeah really bad i mean rihanna if you are young too young to remember that did happen a long time ago um she wasn't just, you know, punched in the face. No. She was horribly beaten. Yeah. Chris Brown bit her fucking ear, dude. Yeah. It was it bad. was really bad. She could have died. I mean, yeah. it was terrible. Um, if you've never seen the police report from that, you can look it up or the pictures of her. I mean, I don't know why you would ever think that it would be anything entertaining or interesting to make a tutorial like that. And it's, people always make the argument like, well, times have changed. This is, this was maybe okay back then, but mm, I don't remember, I don't that, remember ever that ever being, being okay. okay. What the fuck? What no. the
0: hell? No,
1: I don't understand. I don't
0: think that's ever been okay.
1: Yeah. I don't think it has either. So there was that. And then she also did a tutorial making herself look like the American Airlines passenger who was brutally dragged off a flight. I think that happened in 2018, 2019. I don't remember the year.
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly when. A few years back, though. Mm -hmm. And it was brutal as well. Yeah, really bad. He was in really bad shape. Again, why are you making... And she said it was because of satire reasons. But like... Because it's viral and she wants to
1: exploit it. And yeah, I I just don't... I'm really frustrated that that even happened. I never knew that she did that at the time, but I can't believe that was ever that she didn't have to make an apology for that at any point right that kind of went under the radar so Uh imagine being her friend and feeling frustrated about that and like wanting to speak up for years right people don't understand how frustrating it would be to watch someone be so fake to the world when they're you know just a completely different different person Mm -hmm. exactly um she also has a lot of old problematic tweets some really questionable stuff um, one thing she said that she worked at Mac and experienced racism. Remember, she is white. You she can't ex-
0: experience <laughs> racism
1: as a white person, by the way. You'd think you that would be understood, but apparently that's Thanks. a big point of contention. People don't get. But she said that you know women of color would not want her to match them, which makes total sense. Why would it? Why would they want a white woman who doesn't understand yeah. their complexion to match them? Right. You know, if they don't want you to, I mean, don't take it so personally. Right. God, so get over weird. it. That's not racism. They're, no. they are experiencing it on their side right. because they have dealt with being mismatched over and over again, over or people that again. have no idea how to match their skin.
0: Absolutely. Or fuck brands that don't make uh foundation colors yeah. that match their skin. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So if it's a sensitive issue and they want someone of color to match them, what's wrong with that? Yeah, That's definitely what? not racism. Oh my God. Uh, so that is very questionable. But one of the biggest things is that she thinks that she is oppressed mm-hmm. and disadvantaged on YouTube um, for being white and straight. Yes. And a woman. Yeah. So (laughs) interesting. Uh, That is probably the biggest point people are pissed about is essentially um, Spanky had told her that she felt like she had experienced discrimination several times and that her channel hadn't grown because of that. She hadn't gotten opportunities because of her skin color. And she was trying to tell and she had experienced a lot of depression because of this. It's been something that's been hard for her for years. And she was trying to express that to her friend, Mikey, that, you know, Here's what it's been like for me. Here's what my experience is. Here's why it's hard. Here's why it's depressing. And I'm struggling Mm -hmm. to grow my channel, to make this career, whatever. And she's talking to her friend, Mikey, who has 4 million subscribers. Yeah,
0: 4 million, guys. That's not, you're not doing too bad. You're averaging like a million views a video. Oh, she does very well. And she's uh,
1: dating a really popular YouTuber oh, too, really? Anthony Padilla. Oh, so, and he's might even be more famous than her. I just and think that's the for dumbest years. thing
0: to say. Like, are you literally that tone deaf? If you really mm. think that, can you just please keep that inside? <laughs> yeah, I know you would think that,
1: but that's, that's what she said to her friend. She said, well, I'm surprised that you're having so many issues because I find it to be the opposite. You know, I find that people of color or gay people often are favored on YouTube yeah. and they get to be the most popular and then basically average white people like me don't get enough views.
0: That's essentially what she told mm-hmm. to Spanky. And she was, she specifically said James Charles and Jeffrey star mm-hmm. at the top of the community because of the fact that they're gay. Terrible. Which I'm like, How would you say that? Uh, what? <laughs> oh <my> God. <sighs> and what's so crazy is in reality,
1: they are actually discriminated against. YouTube is known for censoring and demonetizing content that is LGBTQ related or um, also black content creators have sued YouTube. There's a lawsuit against YouTube for their content being suppressed. I have experienced that where cases I've covered on black victims are suppressed and don't get nearly enough views. And I know that they're suppressing it Mm because I'm talking about police or whatever it is. Um, So I think it's quite the opposite of what she was saying and I think she needs to be called out. As her friend, I would have been so pissed. And she did say she tried to talk to her and explain why this is problematic. And she would just get defensive and ignore her. And eventually she stopped talking to yeah, her. Yeah, eventually just
0: stopped talking to her.
1: So imagine watching her tweet about BLM this spring. That's like so she was just been seething inside knowing that reality. So I think it's good that this was talked about. I think we are not going to fix the problems in our society when it comes to microaggressions and racism if we don't. Address them if we don't 100%. speak about it. If we don't call it out,
0: and that's a great point because I was going to be like, I think a lot of people are saying, "Well, why can't you just deal with your drama bef- behind closed doors? Why do we need to air out everyone's dirty laundry to the whole internet? Like, what is mm-hmm. the point of that?" Which and I agree in a lot. Of situations. I agree with that in a ton of situations. Yeah. However, this is different. I think personally because this whole, you know, what this is about—this racism and um, you know, bringing justice to those who are far more disadvantaged. That's a whole, you know, thing in the world. This isn't just like a beauty drama community thing. and that you could have solved like the Tati thing. I think could have been helped dealt with behind closed I agree. doors, right? I totally but agree. this is like affecting so many Mm -hmm. people and i think that just because one black creator has come out and spoken about this doesn't mean that there are a ton of other um Mm -hmm. black creators who are also experiencing this same type of frustration and so i think that it's really important for her to come out and you know be a voice for for those folks and um you know just just speak up for Mm -hmm. what she believes is right and what's wrong i think that's bullshit especially if you're a huge creator and you're doing so well and you're like that you know in one way and she was known as being like unproblematic glam mm-hmm. and gore like she was always known to be like you know someone who isn't really causing drama and stuff and so i feel like that's not fair that you get to have that persona mm-hmm. like online and then behind you're whining because
1: mm-hmm. white
0: people are you know getting because gay people are getting better views than you
1: and that's what's like that's so, so dumb sick about the youtube community and what like how competitive some people can get
0: mm-hmm.
1: is. How, imagine having over four million subscribers and still not thinking it was right. enough, and still feeling like someone's you know getting right. more than you and feeling jealous of them and competitive and that's so sad to me. Like I, agree. I feel like these people need to remember back to what it felt like when you had a hundred subscribers, a right. thousand subscribers, and when you really appreciated each one of those people. I've never ever felt like I wish I, if only I could be like so and so. You know, mm-hmm. like. You know, I'm so grateful for the subscribers that I do have. I can't imagine being so like mad and blaming other people for why I'm not successful. Mm-hmm. And
0: when you are successful, that's yeah, the thing you it's are like, you are successful. And imagine bitching know she's about, about. about
1: that to your like friend who's also trying to be a YouTuber and is struggling and has had to restart their channel because yeah. they've been so screwed in the past. Like, right? You know, why would you? complain to them especially when it was she said it was on a night that she was having trouble she was yeah. feeling depressed she reached out to her to be her friend and that's how she treated her that's how she treats her fucking friends yeah i agree i mean i know people can change and of course i hope she has and i hope she learns from this yeah. and she did release an apology on like a notepad apology which okay. by the time that we Um, post this episode it's possible that she has already like done a video or something but Mm -hmm. a lot of people were really mad because it was this really long notepad notepad apology that was mostly focused on herself and how she was in a bad place at the time and like it was just very it really didn't say much at all it was long as fuck but didn't really say a lot Um, so I really think that for a situation like this, that is really serious where she could have seriously hurt some of her followers, um, by, you know, it's hard when you hear something about someone that you idolize. It's heartbreaking. Of course. So she probably really hurt some people. And I think you owe them to make a video apology. And if she wants any chance of coming back, she needs to do that and, and show with her actions that she has changed and really think it out. Mm -hmm. I think so many YouTubers make the mistake of rushing to make an apology so they can just seem like quick. they've addressed it. And, but that's just,
0: well, mm, of course good. the anxiety of sitting in your own filth is never yeah. great, right? Uh-huh. Like the shit you produced and now yeah. you have to deal with it. You yeah. want to try and sweep it up as fast as possible. Yeah. But sometimes in order to really learn and to be, you know, someone who can say I've learned from them, my mistakes and whatnot, you need to sit in that discomfort because mm-hmm. how else are you going to really, you know, learn and really grow as a person? So And do you think she's capable of making changes and growing and coming back? Absolutely. I'm not the type of person who really is like, nope, they're fucked as it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I I really don't believe that. I really do believe that people are capable of good change. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, does that happen all the time? No. Some people are just pieces of shit for the whole life. Yeah. (laughs) Or they just wait till the hate dies down and then they come back and try to just act
1: like nothing happened.
0: Right. But I don't really. I don't know. I feel like that's getting harder and harder to do nowadays.
1: Yeah, it is. That's true. That's the one good thing about, you know, cancel culture is that we are holding people accountable for serious Mm -hmm. situations like this. Yeah. Which I wouldn't really even consider this cancel culture. No, This is
0: like not even, yeah, this is like so different than YouTube drama. I think this is much bigger. Like we said, Mm -hmm. I mean, the black lives matter uh, movement in general is so much bigger than YouTube. So this is something that's really needs to be talked about on many platforms. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But let us know what you guys think. We might have an update on that
1: next week. Um, but yeah, that's it for spicy topics today. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, you ready to get spooky? Let's get spooky, guys. I'm going to read my story first. Oh, I thought I was reading. Oh, first. Are, oh, right. Kenzel has three, and yeah. I have two,
1: so you are going to go first. Yeah, I, I got three because I could not narrow it down. I really liked, but they're kind of short. They're pretty short, so I'm excited. All right, here we go. All right, so first of all, we're going to be going way back in history to 356 BC and Alexander the Great. Do you mm-hmm. know who he is?
0: Yes, I've heard of him. Do you know anything about him? No.
1: No? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Alexander the Great, also known as Alexander the Third, was born in Palella, Macedonia, in 356 BC to King Philip II and Queen. Olympias. Mm. although legend has it that his father was actually zeus the ruler oh, of the greek gods okay so that's why alexander the great is kind of famous as he was thought to have possibly been half man half god he's kind of like hercules oh shit hercules i've yeah. he been like Herc. Herc. so by 323 bc alexander was the head of an enormous empire and he was like in his 20s at this time And he had also just recovered from the devastating loss of his friend. And I can't really figure out how to say his name. I think it's Hephaestion, like Sebastian, but like Hephaestion. Oh, yeah. Um, But anyway, he was rumored to be one of Alexander's homosexual male lovers.
0: So was Alexander known to be part of the LGBTQ community? Yeah, he was part of that community for sure. Um, (laughs) I don't know how... For sure that is though. Like
1: there's a lot of rumors about Alexander the Great. This is so fucking old.
0: Well, plus back then it was a big no no. I should
1: I don't know how it was in their society. Actually that's true. Yeah. It's old enough that it may have been like fine. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We're clearly really good at history, which by the way, we actually kind of want to do some uh, drunk history episodes. (laughs) You guys will have to let us know if you want to see that. It would be like a fun, lighthearted take on history. Right, right. Um, Anyway, shortly after this, only a few years later, Alexander the Great died in June of 323 BC. So it was like pretty much the same year that his friend died. So he was really sad. And he was actually, he wasn't 20. He was 32 by this point. Okay. He was a ruler in his 20s but got it he died at 32
0: which is like pretty old for back then i feel like yeah it was oldish it's yeah. pretty good yeah
1: um so it's not really determined what exactly he died from a bunch of different historians have tried to figure it out obviously it was so old they did, had no idea what the fuck he died from so oh, they didn't could have a been... medical examiner <laughs> No, didn't have the medical examiner they had they did but it wasn't they weren't good <laughs> So he possibly could have died of malaria could have been other natural causes like heart attack or something like that. But a lot of people believe that he was poisoned and he suffered in bed for 12 days. He had excruciating suffering. Actually, it was really bad. Um, and eventually he did die. So we don't know exactly why he died. Okay. Um, so story goes that when he was buried, that they didn't see any signs of decomposition for six days. Like, I don't know, like, if they were digging him up and checking or what.
0: Yeah, I was like, so they found him and left him there. And we're like, we'll check back tomorrow, boys. See if things have changed. (laughs) I
1: honestly don't understand that part. I have no idea how they knew that he wasn't decomposing. But that's the story that he wasn't decomposing. And that went along with their whole theory that he's half God and he, like, Ah, is immortal. And they were kind of like, oh, shit. And they were thinking about, like, digging him out at one point. They were like, let's take him back out. Oh, you no, know, like he's probably fine. He's a god. He's come fine. back to life. Sorry, buddy. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they decided against that because on the sixth day, he finally did start decomposing. They could smell him and see it and blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's when they figured out, yeah, that he was dead. So now it's been debated back and forth again. You know, why did he die, though? What killed him? And people have tried to figure it out. So recently, there is a new theory that was presented by Dr. Catherine Hall, And I got this from the History Channel. There's an article on it. But she has an idea that maybe the reason he wasn't decomposing is because he wasn't dead yet. And not because he was a god, but because he was actually just
0: paralyzed and unconscious. Oh, my fucking god. What? Yes. Okay. So, like, so was he paralyzed? Like, when he because wasn't he sick for like a week before or whatever? Was he paralyzed then? No, they think that he
1: went and he became paralyzed right before he died. And they uh, thought that was him being dead.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And they could have been unconscious as well uh. or unable to open his eyes. Now, let me tell you why.
0: <gasps>
1: so Dr. Hall thinks that it's possible that he had something called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is known as GBS today. You know, people have it. It's not like a super unknown thing. Um, but back then they obviously had no idea that this existed. And this is a neurological disorder where the nerves in your body essentially kind of disconnect from your muscles. So you're not able to use them. So including paralyzes you basically
0: Mm -hmm. can paralyze you
1: to a certain degree. I think there's treatments and stuff for today. I'm not super familiar with how it is today, but it's possible that he, because, okay. So some of his symptoms that he suffered from were fever, abdominal pain, progressive, symmetrical, and ascending paralysis. So
0: it just like slowly oh, went down. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, that sucks. It slowly paralyzes your body a little yeah. by little. Yeah, it's really bad. It's very so bad. scary. Mm-hmm.
1: So however, he had remained compost mentis, which means fully in control mentally before oh. his death. And they had written that down, that he was not like losing it. Even though sure. he was losing control of his body, he was completely mentally fine. Gotcha. Um. And Dr. Hall thinks that this combination of symptoms fits GBS better than any of the other theories that people have come up with. And she may she thinks that he may have contracted this disorder from an infection and the infection carried a variant of GBS which produced the paralysis and it can also cause confusion and unconsciousness.
0: Oh. So he could my have God. been paralyzed so and unconscious. <gasps> Wait. Yeah.
1: So he was buried? quite possible he could have been alive. alive and seen his own funeral or heard it oh oh my god could you imagine sitting in
0: your casket and they're like yes joe blow was a great man and you're like no joe Blow's still alive yeah. motherfucker let me out he, what if he could hear it they always say even
1: when people are dying that the hearing is the last thing to go oh my god it's possible so he could have been unconscious and just in a coma yeah, and he's just heard it all it.
0: and in his mind he's like fuck he's like, fuck, tripping. fuck fuck fuck, fuck. Yeah. no no
1: no yeah and it's really bad and Because the way that they used to check if people were alive was by seeing if they were breathing just by looking at them and or checking the pulse. And um, I'm not sure how the pulse thing would have worked, but the breathing, she said that his body probably was needing less oxygen as it's shut down, which would have made you know his breathing less visible so they could have eventually just not seen it because he was in a coma and his pulse could have been really faint as well that they just didn't pick it up
0: plus once you are under the impression someone's dead you're not like <laughs> recheck like they're dead right like, yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> oh and, my god
1: you know he wasn't moving and oh, <laughs> oh my god so yeah it's, it's kind of fucking crazy so alexander the great
0: could have been buried alive oh <gasps> that's fucked up i, know, that's I like can't my imagine fear. that same Ugh. oh my god i can't i can't was he in a coffin i have no idea oh my god what if he was in a coffin for like six days alive he probably was in a coffin
1: if they were able to like dig him up and stuff yeah what else would he would have been in just buried him just his body i don't know No, i'm sure he had a really elaborate funeral oh and coffin and everything he was you know
0: and they kept checking like hey buddy why aren't you decomposing <laughs> yeah, hey buddy why can't... don't you smell like ass still like what's going on
1: <laughs> i'm so confused i have no idea why they were checking he could have maybe he was just maybe they didn't bury him yet
0: yeah or no they did
1: they did bury him yeah they i don't know him. they must
0: have dug him up and checked on him <laughs> what that doesn't even make sense maybe they like put him in like a little cave or something i have
1: no idea honestly so that's a mystery it's
0: just a theory it may not be true oh my god that is so weird but she's a doctor,
1: and a lot of people, the History Channel seems to think it's real. So,
0: I mean, it makes sense if it he was having all the symptoms for it. And uh-huh. obviously, they didn't know what that was back then. Exactly. So, it could be. Exactly. So, what do you got for us? Okay. So, this story is about a beast. Ooh, a beast. A beast. <laughs> okay. So, it takes place in a region of southern France called uh, Javoudin or Javoudon. So the town of Gévedon was, and I'm probably pronouncing that so wrong, sorry. But apparently it was like a very quiet and secluded, very mountainous region in southern Mm. France. Um, But apparently between 1764 to 1767, Gévedon was tormented by a wolf-like beast that mauled over 300 people, mostly women and children, mostly women and children, which is interesting. Mm. So I guess the first recorded sightings were back in uh, 1764 when a young woman tending to cattle was approached by the beast. Luckily for her, the bulls that she was tending to were able to drive off the beast and she was unharmed. But then the next victim of the sighting was uh, not so lucky. So shortly after... Um, in that same year, a teenager named Jean Bolt, I believe her name is. I don't know. They're all French names. And I'm very sorry to all of our French <laughs> listeners. I apologize. Béjane. Béjane Belt. I don't know. Um, but she was reportedly attacked and killed by the beast. So over 100 deaths were attributed to beasts attacked, most with their throats and chests ripped out by something with sharp teeth and claws. Oh, shit. Yes. So obviously, as these people started dying, news you know, caught quick, and everyone was like, Holy shit, there's a giant monster running around killing a bunch of people. Ooh. And they described this beast, wolf like creature as this russet dude with black fur and a wide chest, and then a huge mouth and sharp teeth, like we had talked about. So, at first, uh, the locals around the area were like, Holy shit, we need to figure out what's going on and try and kill this guy. So, about 30,000 volunteers came in and tried to hunt and kill the beast. And um, they even offered a reward equal to a year's salary for most of the population of the town to whoever was able to kill it. Uh, but despite this, the attacks did not stop and they kept going. And the problem got so bad that it attracted it <laughs> the problem got so bad that it attracted the attention of uh, King Louis the Fifteenth, and he actually sent two professional wolf hunters out to kill the beast. And they spent four months hunting for the wolf. Um, professional wolf hunter. Yeah, was right? that like a position? <laughs> or <of> an occupation? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a professional wolf hunter. Yeah, PWH. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so they went around and looked through um, all the mountainous terrain. And I guess it was like a really difficult area to navigate. But again, unsuccessful. So Damn the king, Not even the
1: professions could do it. No,
0: the king was like, all right, fuck you guys. So he removed them from the town and instead sent his own bodyguard in. Francisco. Mm. He's like, yeah, let Francisco handle. Yeah, he's like, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) So he went in and I guess he had a team of men as well and they were able to successfully shoot and kill a wolf that was thirty one inches tall. And uh five feet seven inches long. So pretty big. Damn. Yeah, that's huge. Right? Pretty big. And they were like, Okay, this is probably, you know, the thing. So the king rewarded them and was like, Good job, boys. And for a short time it seemed like the attacks kinda stopped. So they were like, Okay, good, it was the giant wolf we're good to go (laughs) fuck however relief did not last long people okay just shortly a few months after the attack started up again and each description of the beast became more and more um fascinating than the last i Mm -hmm. guess and and also like very almost like mythical in a way like is this really happening we don't know so some sightings claimed exactly some sightings claimed that the beast had supernatural abilities and could walk on its hind legs or was actually part wolf part man hybrid and eventually locals banded together to try and solve the problem once and for all because it was just killing a bunch of people like hundreds of people were dying and they were like this is ridiculous we got to get this shit together so a local farmer named gene chastel was serving prison time but i guess he was released and to help, you know, hunt for this beast, so they were like literally taking people out of prison to try and help kill this <laughs> giant beast. And um, this guy Gene actually ended up shooting and killing a giant wolf, and is credited with finally ending the killings once and for all. Here's the part's kind of crazy: is I guess after they caught this, you know, big wolf, they opened up. The beast and a ton of human remains were found inside Ew. of it. <laughs> that is disgusting. No, it's so gross. I guess probably like bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> like, a, I guess it was just like lots of human remains. So it was oh, very clear sick. that he was going on a kill spree. um But then, of course, you know, we're not 100% sure if this is a true story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things get twisted throughout the years, and it this happened in 1700 1700s. So it could totally be a fable. But um, people are still kind of debating today on what what's going on and if that really was the beast or if it was just a giant wolf pack maybe that was attacking a bunch of people and they thought it was one specific beast. But... Wow. Pretty creepy. That's interesting. I had never heard of that. I know. I'd never heard of it either. love a good cryptid and tale. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, Twilight, <laughs> the giant wolves, like that's what I kept picturing. It's like Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob's running around <laughs> destroying everyone. <laughs> but yeah, that's my first story, I and like that's that. that's the more mild one. My other one's a little bit more creepy, folks. darker. So oh, that's pretty creepy. I know, especially when they opened it up, I was yeah. like, eh, okay, yeah, that's pretty sick. Okay,
1: all right. So I picked this next one because. I thought it would be interesting for Janelle since you probably know a little bit about Mr. Pavlov, huh?
0: Yes, Pavlov.
1: So if you don't know who Ivan Pavlov is, he was a Russian physiologist who was mainly known for his work in classical conditioning. Mm -hmm. You learned about him in school. If you guys didn't know, Janelle was a psychology major and actually got her master's in clinical psychology as well. So you had to learn quite a bit about all these different experiments and these guys, but I don't know if you've heard this shit.
0: Yes. However, my master's was not in clinical psych. (laughs) It was in counseling. So I'm not a master in clinical counseling. Sorry. I always fuck that. It's okay. It's okay. I just don't want people to be like, oh, you're a psychologist. I am not that. Okay. Sorry. 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 (laughs)
1: Clinical counseling. Um, but, but yes, you I'd did heard have to pen. learn about them yes absolutely so you're familiar with a lot of these crazy experiments and yes. janelle has taught me a lot about these experiments over the years yeah. and some crazy shit that's been done
0: dude back in the day you could do any kind of experiment like no one gave really a shit bad. about anything not at all like psychologists were doing whack shit all uh-huh. the time with like yeah. really bad outcomes like devastating outcomes and Horrible. stuff and people Horrific. like ah!
1: Yeah, Eh, whatever.
0: eh. We should maybe do an episode on some crazy
1: experiments. Yeah, Yeah, let us know if you guys would be interested in that. Um, But here is one of them. This one is pretty crazy. So Ivan Pavlov did a lot of work on dogs. And that was really what he was known for. I'm sure you learned about the bell and the food and everything like that. So basically what he would do is he knew that in the presence of food that dogs would salivate. And that's how he would measure their... Brain reaction to something a stimuli happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, I can explain this. Yeah, in that a way makes that doesn't sense. It s- sounds stupid, um, but he also figured out soon that people that the dogs would salivate just if someone came in the room holding the food. It wasn't even just the sight of it or the smell of it. And then eventually, just the person alone could trigger the response. Um, now, how did he measure how much each dog was salivating? Do you know? Mm, I don't know that actually, or maybe I learned it and forgot i want to hear it how well it seems pretty harmless right the dogs get food he gets to test them everyone wins right right? and they rang a little bell and he would see their reaction and their brain and blah 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 Mm -hmm. so he actually measured it in a really fucked up way he would surgically implant devices into their throat
0: Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? I do remember learning about this. I remember being like, what the hell on earth? It's disgusting. He would put these things in their throat and
1: they're not small little devices. Mm -hmm. They're like, they Mm -hmm. almost fill your whole trachea. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, So he would put this on the dogs and then it would slowly measure the saliva that they would create, the saliva. (laughs) Saliva. (laughs) But here's the really fucked up thing. And yes, it's very upsetting that they did this to dogs. Can't believe that. You know, anything went back then, like you said, yeah, that. I was, was going to really say no that's
0: pretty like normal back then. People were doing yeah. some crazy shit with animals back then.
1: But here's what's really shocking is he did the same experiment to kids. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes, that is insane. Yes. So he would surgically implant these devices into kids. Now, who the fuck would sign up to have their kid do this, right? Well, nobody. So they had to find some kids. So they would, Ivan Pavlov actually purchased kids from an orphanage. He really would purchase orphans that. that no one cared about them <gasps> so oh he would God. use them and yeah this is pretty fucked up but he would put uh these devices into their throats he would surgically he put them, them in them?
0: yes well, i guess that makes sense how are you gonna get the kids he bought
1: them straight up purchased them
0: what almost like slaves for testing
1: it was terrible so from a rough russian orphanage all these kids and then he would put them out do surgery on them put in these devices and there's a uh an x-ray. I'll put it on the screen. I'll have, Janelle put it on that shows the device in their throat. And it's huge. Like you could barely like function with of these in. Like, I'm pretty sure the rest of their lives were just terrible until they eventually died. Yeah. Unless they took them out. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they would bring in like a cookie and see if that would make them salivate. And then they would just collect all the saliva and see like, you know,
0: yeah. What uh, stimuli is making them. Which is like,
1: what is the fucking point? Yeah. People get people salivate when they're hungry wow so worth it and guess what they found nothing from this shit he, his results were inconclusive
0: that's so typical didn't find
1: anything <laughs> that's like the most typical shit on earth for a
0: psych uh, like experiment inconclusive results yep
1: after all of that and wow. during it he would literally tape their mouths open wow yeah. and then instead like of a bell school and all they the, would like, squeeze the progress. what yeah instead oh, of a bell which is not that bad but still
0: still that's like fucking sick stop touching them that's mean i know it's it's honestly crazy how times have changed because you can't do like anything experimental to humans in in that regard specifically Mm -hmm. um you can obviously there's experiments done with in in with humans that's how we Mm -hmm. find research that's how we do research but god the laws and regulations put in yeah it's voluntary now right of course it's voluntary people well as far as we know as far as we know yeah uh, yeah that's a whole nother topic yeah for <laughs> real um but yes obviously and you know there's regulations and you can't put things in people's throats and ruin their lives and sorry you might die from this like that's not mm-hmm. a thing anymore yeah isn't that
1: crazy though wow i like how my away. school just
0: like didn't bother to tell us about that right like i've, I've always about, heard about the dog thing yeah oh yeah and that's the like, bell oh that's so tip yeah
1: i ha! learned that in a psychology class but I did not hear about how they measured the saliva
0: and that they did it to kids. I did not know small that. little detail. I knew they did it to kids. I did not know that they fucking bought their kids from that, uh, from the orphanage. orphanage. That's so psycho. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Like how else are you going to get the kids? No yeah. one else is going to volunteer their kid to do that. No, definitely not. Oh <laughs> so pretty fucked up. All right. What do you got for <laughs> us now? All right. Moving right <laughs> along folks. Okay. So little backstory here. Um, I think it was like your first crime tober, uh, freak week, second freak week. Was it the second freak I week that we did Carl Tanzler? Yeah. She knows that it has to do with Carl Tanzler, who, if you guys are not aware of was a story about this man who basically kept his wife around for a long time. And mm-hmm. I have uh, a video a, on it if a, you want to see it, a, his deceased wife, I should add, not his yeah. alive wife. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did some pretty questionable <laughs> stuff with her body. It's creepy. So this is kind of along the lines of the same idea. Um, this is about a man named Anatoly Moskvin or Anatoly Moskvin. Uh, again, sure, mispronouncing that. I apologize. Uh, but he was a um, Russian male who was actually a journalist. And he traveled a lot and taught in college. He was pretty like self-proclaimed and um, even dubbed himself as a necropolist which i believe is like mm-hmm. an expert or someone who partakes no i think it's someone who who has, has with sex bodies. with yeah and that's necrophilia i'm not sure if this oh. is like a Paulist is someone who's like a professional in that field or maybe he did it a himself. professional in
1: that field i don't
0: know i don't know but <laughs> what <the hell? laughs> that's what he dubbed himself as so oh, okay he
1: made himself yeah. that
0: yeah he said he was that um but yeah he was pretty like good world traveler he was pretty smart and in 2011 the historian this man was arrested after the bodies of 29 girls between the ages of 3 and 25 were found mummified in his apartment
1: oh shit so let's
0: go ahead and get into the story so uh let's see here in his last article published um back in 2011 moskvin divulged how a group of men in black suits uh, stopped him on the way home from school back when he was a kid. So he's kind of talking about his childhood here. Um, and apparently they were going to a funeral of an 11 year old Natasha Petrova. Um, and I guess these men dragged little young and or (laughs) Anatoly along to her coffin and forced him to kiss the girl's corpse. Ew. Yeah. So right from a young age, he was kind of like forced into dealing with this world of, um, dead bodies and i guess the quote goes i kissed her once then again then again the girl's grieving mother then put a wedding ring on my finger and a wedding ring on hers okay what the shit Mm -hmm. these people are insane my strange marriage with natasha was useful he said and it led to a belief in magic and ultimately a fascination in the dead so he began to wander through cemeteries as a schoolboy growing up as well after i think he kind of means that like That whole, you know, thing with Natasha kissing her and everything was kind of like the spark that created his obsession Mm -hmm. with death. Yeah, I would say that was probably Uh, it. Yeah.
1: So, because we know from psychology as well that experiences you have when you're, you know, young when you're a child, oh yeah, they mean a lot of shit. Yeah,
0: they can really. Kind of, you know, form the the, yeah exactly. So um, when he was in school, he was walking through cemeteries and um, he took detailed notes of each one of the you know bodies that were buried there and kind of dove into the histories of them and why they were dead and where they came from and all that stuff. Um, I guess he walked up to twenty miles a day, sometimes sleeping on hay bales and drinking rainwater from puddles in these uh cemetery so he was an odd odd man for sure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah drinking from the puddles Mm -hmm. and at one point he even spent the night sleeping in a coffin ahead of a deceased person's funeral oh that's nice nice Wanted to like try it out yeah he's like well before you get to go in there i want to go in get to take a little nap in there Uh yeah very nice all right. So here's what gets juicy. Back in 20, or 2009, locals began to discover the graves of their loved ones were being messed up and like someone was digging them up and taking the bodies oh, and this no. was happening a lot. And so for nearly two years, graves were being dug up and no one knew what was going on. And, you know, no one oh. could figure out like if it was a person, yeah. if it was an animal, like, oh, what, like you can install a camera. Yeah. Right. So like what, what was going on in these, you know, very various cemeteries around this area. Well, then in 2011 authorities heard reports of Muslim graves being violated and investigators were led to a cemetery where someone was painting over the pictures of dead Muslims, but not damaging anything else. Mm. So again, just very like weird weirdness going on about, you know, dead people in cemeteries and stuff like that. And this is when Moskvin was finally caught. Eight police officers went to his apartment after they apprehended him um, at the graves. They found him at the graves hanging out, obviously. And, when they went to his apartment, they were shocked at what they found. So by this time, he was a 45-year-old man, Ooh. and he was still living with his parents in a small apartment, and inside, authorities found life sized doll-like figures throughout the apartment. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this is weird. These dolls uh. like resemble really antique, super old dolls and um, they're like oh this is cool yeah like wow he's an antique collector how cool is that (laughs) where do you shop for these dolls sir no 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 no. Um, they wore fine and varied clothing some wore knee high boots others had makeup over faces Um, some had their faces covered in fabric Um, I guess he also like hid their hands in fabric I don't really know what that's about but here's the thing about these dolls they weren't dolls yeah they were mummified corpses of human girls oh Mm. that's fresh So when the police moved one of the bodies, it played music. What? Inside the chest of many of the dolls, (gasps) he had assembled music boxes. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. He literally made them into dolls. Mm
1: -hmm. (gasps) Mm-hmm. Oh, I suddenly just got really nauseous. Yep, so
0: that (laughs) they could produce music whenever he touched them. In addition, they also found... In his house, tons of like photographs and plaques taken off of the gravestones, doll making manuals, a map mm. of local cemeteries, hey. all about the apartment. I mean, this guy was. Mm. And oh, also the um, clothes that the mummified corpses were wearing were the ones that they were buried in. So he just oh. like kept them in their clothes. Oh, that is so gross. Yeah. So, also, there were personal belongings um, inside some of the mummies. One mummy had a piece of her own gravestone with her name carved in it inside her body. What the fuck? Who even thinks of that? Another one contained a hospital tag with the date and cause of the girl's death. A drained human heart was found inside the third body oh that's so sick and he admitted that he would stuff these corpse with rags and then would wrap nylon tights around their faces and uh or fashion doll faces onto their already dead faces and he would even insert buttons or toy eyes into the girl's sockets so that he could quote
1: watch cartoons
0: oh no them.
1: oh no that is so much worse than creepy carl i know wow that this is guy pretty- moss he's bad yeah uh, that is disgusting. So was he like using from formaldehyde or something to preserve um, their body? No, he
0: was actually just using a little bit of simple solution of salt and baking soda. What? Yeah, that's what he said, and
1: that was preserving them. Yeah, so he was like paper macheing them, kind of. I yeah, because he was I using a cloth so? over their. Fa- oh, he was paper macheing them. Oh, oh that is so sick. That's
0: that's great. Well, that is so that's strange. wonderful that we just figured that out. A little art project, <laughs> if you will. Oh my God. But I guess he like really loved his girls. He said like he really cared about his them. Girls. Yeah. He called him his girls. Oh No. And he said that he would dig up graves because he was lonely.
1: Ew. Imagine if you were a ghost and you're just watching this. Like, what are you doing? Right. With my body, bro.
0: Yeah, well, I guess his biggest dream was to have, you know, kids of his own, but I guess he wasn't allowed to adopt them because he couldn't afford to. And so he decided this was the best route. What? (laughs) (laughs) That is insane. How many did he have? Like hundreds, I think. Or no, no, actually, it says specifically it was 29 girls. Sorry, not hundreds. I lied. That is 29 girls in a tiny little apartment, though. Like that that's is so, so scary. crazy.
1: Imagine when they figured that out, they're like looking around like, oh, check out these cool dolls. And he's like, oh no, they're, they're
0: alive. They're, yeah. or they're humans bodies. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And I guess like he would celebrate their birthdays with <laughs> them. Cause he knew when they died. Cause on your, yeah, they're stone. his kids.
1: You'd celebrate your kids. Birthdays. Oh, right,
0: when your kids. So uh-huh. you would celebrate all your birthdays. But then I guess apparently there were like some few dolls that he was like not into anymore. And they just like found like thrown away in the garage. So he would like, Ew. he like decided he was like over some of them which I was oh like my oh my god that rude. is
1: disgusting and imagine if you were one of those families and you found out that that's what happened to your dead loved one they like d- got dug up mm-hmm at least he wasn't killing them as well. Mm-hmm. He was taking them after
0: they were already dead. So we'll give him a little bit of credit for that. That's true. He's not a murderer. That's great. <laughs> it's well, Okay, but he lived with his parents and his parents were like, I don't know anything about this. What? We have no idea. They oh yeah, I forgot the parents were yeah, living there. Living there. And they claimed to have what no idea. Fuck? And I guess yeah, like right. in an apartment, um, you know, people who lived around him kind of reported there being like smells and shit, but they were like, oh, we never thought anything of it. Could you imagine how oh. bad it would smell to have like 30... And this
1: was an apartment it was an apartment there was probably like one of the venting
0: yeah exactly (laughs) to be able to you like all share the same air theoretically so sick and one of the corpse dude he kept for nine years oh my gosh imagine (laughs) how spicy that would be oh my god it's so bad they all ranged from ages three to 25 so we had like a nice little range going on that's wild yeah it was really bad so obviously police were not cool with this and he (laughs) was (laughs) charged not cool. <laughs> he was charged with a bunch of crimes mm-hmm. um and the russian media started calling him the lord of the mummies <laughs> oh that's kind of so funny. gross um and then in court he confessed to 44 counts of abusing graves and dead bodies and he said that the victim's parents he said to them you abandoned your girls i brought them home and warmed them up <laughs> what the fuck That's insane. He's like, hey, I did you a favor. You're just leaving them in the ground to
1: die (laughs) alone. So he obviously had some mental issues.
0: Yeah, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia um, and he was sentenced to time in a psychiatric ward following his sentencing. Um, But I guess as of uh, September 2018, he was uh allowed to leave the psychiatric ward and go to his home to continue treatment there. Uh so, okay. Hopefully he has a like a parole person or someone who's making sure he doesn't do this shit again. I don't know. Psychiatrists <laughs> say that he's now in his early fifties and that he's improving. Uh, and he allegedly told authorities to not bother reburying the girls too deeply as he would simply unbury them when he was released. Don't you think you should get some jail time for that? Like I do I understand he's mentally Well, Ill, well yeah, isn't that a that's obvious that's a well, crime. Well yeah. And so I guess he was, yes, convicted, but I, I agree. I mean, I think that he definitely could use some psychiatric help as well, but I don't know if
1: I think that's not enough time to rehab in my opinion.
0: Well, literally the fact that he's right now saying don't bother burying them too deep because I'm going to just going to go find them when I I get the chance to like, he's obviously Mm,
1: that's really, really
0: scary. Yeah. So, oh, he's not released, but he's going to be released soon. Well, I don't know. I don't know what release really means. Like release. I don't know if he's in the ward, but he's still under like psychiatric care at his house. Oh yeah. He's getting it at home. Yeah. I'm not really sure like what his actual deal is at this exact moment. That is terrifying. Hopefully they keep an eye on him. Right. That is really creepy. I know.
1: Mm -hmm. So, okay. My last one is another history one. Okay. We're going back in time again. So now we're going back to 1495. Not too far back. Only a couple hundred years. <laughs> okay. And I picked this one because I thought this was very fitting for 2020 and us all living through a pandemic in our lifetime is if we, if you think Corona is bad, no, no, no. Oh, Things really? could be much, much worse oh, for God. us. Okay. And here's why we should be thankful that Coronavirus is. Oh, so this is going to make with. us thankful for Corona. Yeah. Hashtag we should be. thanks Corona. You should be thankful <laughs> that it's not as bad as this shit because <laughs> have you heard of the Renaissance zombies? No, this is insane. So back in 1495, troops under the command of French King Charles VIII attacked the city of Naples, Italy. These are where my ancestors were from, so they could have been there. Shit. Mm, I know, very scary. So obviously it was brutal war, and some of these troops were actually known to be on the expedition with Christopher Columbus, so they had just gotten done, you know, just pillaging america right and finding america aka Americans. destroying
0: everyone who's indigenous and was here first got it
1: yeah which by the way we really wanted to
0: do a christopher columbus
1: episode yeah. and we forgot we, we forgot. were gonna do it for columbus day <laughs> and just drag his ass but yeah. apparently we forgot about it so next we'll have to year do next we're year. going to do that because nothing makes me happier than dragging his bitch ass and people really need to know the truth about him i mean some people know but do they know the full extent mm, this guy was a loser
0: Yeah, to say the least. He
1: didn't even make it to America. I know. He like went to the Bahamas. I know. And
0: he thought he was in America. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Stupid ass. And
1: that's why he called the Native American people Indians, fun fact, because he actually thought he was in India. In India. Yeah. Yeah. So he was dumb.
0: Anyway. What, you mean you didn't have Google Maps? (laughs) Fucking Christopher, you dumb bitch. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Columbich. (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Columbich.
1: Anyway, he was known for bringing all types of disease With his, you know, troops of people into the Native American lands and killing millions. I mean, did you actually know it was the biggest genocide ever? It was the most people that ever died from one thing. I I believe that, no doubt. I can 100% see that being real. It's crazy. I mean, between the people they murdered and raped and enslaved and then, yeah, just, you know spreading disgusting STDs. It was just really, really bad. God, white people just really doing some work. Exactly. So some of those guys uh, went back home and they went on this expedition again under French King Charles (laughs) to (laughs) Naples. So they were there. And they also brought that disease from America now to Naples. Ah. So they had this crazy outbreak of syphilis. Oh, yeah. the SIF. The SIF. Except for the SIF was a lot worse I was going to say, like not that bad, right? No. no. People get syphilis CIF all the time. Bad. It was bad. This was like a different strain of it or something. It was horrible. It was way worse than the modern one that we know today. It was like a mutated, fucked up version. Ooh. So how this happened was, first, it broke out among the troops. So they were the first ones to get sick. But it takes two to six weeks to see symptoms of it. So okay. meanwhile, they're infecting a bunch of prostitutes that were oh, the Naples locals. Yeah so the prostitutes then went and brought it to the rest of the community and before anyone knew in a couple weeks tons of people had this damn and they basically turned into walking zombies dude it was horrific really yeah the first symptoms are large disgusting foul smelling ulcers all over your body this can be on your face your stomach your boobs wherever they go (gasps) Yeah. Ew, it smelled bad? Yeah. They smelled, they're like like raw, their skin. (laughs) Oh my, fucking! All over, all over. There's like drawings of this, because obviously there were no cameras, right? right. but there's some fucked up drawings that people took or did back then. Ooh, that would
0: probably hurt. Your skin's just
1: rotting. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, But, you know, back then they were, it was kind of like people got sick and horrible disease and you just kind of ride it out and hope you survive. Right. So that's what people were doing. Um, They also had really bad fevers and, um, eventually these were clearing up. People thought that they were healed. They would, it would go away, but then this specific type of syphilis would come back and then it would come back way worse. And when it would come back, you would end up having really bad pain, like uh, joint pain and stuff like that. Horrible, horrible fever. And then it would start to eat away at some of your bone. So this was leading while wow, you're alive. Disfigured. Oh Yes.
0: My God. Wait. So it's like coming from the inside or the outside in. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> Uh huh. Ew ew, ew. ew. So it's I literally know. like flesh eating, like 100%, like bone eating and, everything. eating and
1: bone eating. The second round of it, if you like got it again. Oh. Because it would come back right. even stronger the second time. Oh and my. So it would go through your bone. So people would have like these horrible disfigurations, like parts of their face would be missing, like around their eyes, or um, people's whole noses would be eaten away and they would just have these gaping holes <gasps> in the middle of their faces. Ew, 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 ew. I know. It was horrible. And obviously, like, they're all spreading it. They're all. You know, barely washing their hands like not cleaning their wounds correctly
0: not wearing masks yeah not definitely social not one hundred percent
1: not social distancing. and it was really, really bad. So eventually people's skin started to fall off of their faces. some people so <sighs> you could it literally looked like walking skeletons <sighs> oh like imagine living in Naples at this time Tons this broke out like crazy. people are walking around the community like some people didn't even have homes so they're just on the street like this. Like can you imagine how fucking wild it would be to live in this time? What the fuck? We think it's bad that we have to wear masks and social distance. At least there's not someone rotting of coronavirus on the (laughs) ground. Okay? At least we have hospitals and medicine. Okay. We gotta get some perspective. This was bad. It oh would, and God. like, good luck for your genitals because that's oh where it started. God. So they were it completely starts. disfigured and destroyed. Oh, that's wieners like so, and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> it no, ate your wieners yeah, and, <gasps> your, and your vagina.
0: Oh, no. That's terrible. It's I like know. a yeast infection on steroids. Yeah, it's
1: horrible, horrible. <laughs> There's pictures of it if you want to look them up. Yeah, I don't I know. I'll overlay them we'll I'll to overlay see if she them. decides to. <laughs>
0: If they're not too bad, I will. They're they're pretty bad. If they are drawings, so ew, that's so disgusting. (laughs) So uh, yeah, this eventually
1: spreads to your heart and your lungs and destroys you from the inside out, essentially. And people died horrible
0: deaths. So was it like guaranteed death? Like there's no coming back from this
1: shit. I I don't know if it was completely guaranteed, but I think most of the time, because yeah, it was. I mean, if you did come back, you were disfigured as fuck, and it was not good.
0: Right, you're not just gonna like regrow a penis
1: no right or your nose like right. straight up just gone really really bad oh, let me just wow. pull these up and show you real fast you got to see it so
0: okay so it started from the genitals so was it like low-key an std yeah it is an std okay it's so syphilis what? it was syph- okay so it was syphilis. Right. i know syphilis. you, I know you said that but i'm just having a hard time actually connecting the and now we syphilis. have <laughs> treatments and stuff
1: but like here's an example
0: oh my god <laughs>
1: that doesn't even look real <laughs> Yeah. I know. So eventually we did come out with a cure for syphilis, but it wasn't until nineteen forty-three. I know. Luckily, people weren't getting this bad of a version. This was like some mutated it's fucked some up version. Thing. Something weird happened. Wow. Um, but for the most part, people were just getting it as a normal S T D, which is still not good. It's still not good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> by any means. Still
1: um, not good. But at least they weren't like disfiguring their faces and eating their bones. Um, but penicillin is actually the cure for, Oh, I'm allergic to that. Are you? If I get syphilis, I guess I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, that first came on the market in 1943. Wow. So that's the story of the Renaissance zombies. It's really sweet. I hope you have a good night. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep tight. (laughs) Hopefully you enjoyed that one. This was definitely a quite yummy episode, wasn't it? Delicious. Mm -hmm. But honestly,
0: okay. While we were picking these topics, I kept being like, this is like some diet stuff compared to what we normally yeah. talk about, which uh-huh. is kind of funny how we were talking about earlier, like how f- far back does something have to happen to where we're like kind of mm-hmm. removed from it. And we can like joke about it, yeah. which we kind of been doing now show. Right. If there was a village that got this outbreak
1: today, like somewhere in yeah. the world, there was just like a horrible zombie. Oh my we would not be thinking it's at all funny no. or are laughing in any way. But oh no, no. Yeah. That it is kind of when sad. something's far enough removed, you can
0: poke fun at history a little bit. Yeah. Well you have to at some point. Like come on. People are gonna make fun of (laughs) with the coronavirus forever, I'm sure. Oh yeah. God, when we're all dead, people are gonna be like LOL those idiots running around arguing about whether or not to social distance. I know, (laughs) or whether that's so crazy that we're even arguing about that. Why are we arguing about this? We're wearing
1: a mask. Just fucking put it on. Imagine back then people be like, Listen, bitches, put your mask on. (laughs) If that's gonna protect you, put your fucking mask on. But That's it for Spooky Sesh this week. We are going to be doing a Spooky Sesh next week. Kind of different, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, We actually were hoping that you guys would submit some of your own personal scary stories of things that have happened to you. And we're going to read a few of those, just a few of them, of our favorite ones on the show. So you can go ahead and submit those to us at submit at milehigher.com. And yeah, we'll pick a few of our favorite ones to read that spooked us out the most. We're also going to be doing a little pumpkin carving contest ourselves, hopefully, if Josh will let us. We might get shut down. (laughs) He thinks it's too messy for the studio, of course.
0: (laughs) I know, but I feel like if we can you know, have the right tools. We'll yeah, be fine. We'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be, It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> but also be sure to tag us um, on Instagram and Twitter and use the hashtag spooky sesh for our upcoming episode. When it comes to our pumpkin carving, our um, costumes, as far as humans and animals. Mm-hmm. And also if you guys have an extra moment, be sure to head on over to Apple podcasts or uh, Spotify and subscribe and follow there. It really helps us out. Again, our numbers aren't affected by YouTube at all. It only matters um, through audio so if you want to help out the show we really really appreciate that that is all for us thank you guys so much we will see you on the next sesh but until then keep Keep it fresh. fresh